So I went to uh, the Clippers game last night. Oh, how'd that go? Uh, Nuggets versus Clippers, we crushed them, and that would be the Nuggets crushed the Clippers. Really? It wasn't too bad. It was like a 20 But you contributed, 20, right? 20 points. Well, I say, um, I don't know if they know this, but there's a, I actually caused them to miss their free throws by saying miss it. Oh, nice. Miss nice. it works one out of 10 times. Did you wave your little? I don't. Just miss it in bad mojo. I, I wish yeah. very bad things on that man. In that moment, you know, okay. not, I don't want it to oh. last forever. Not like, yeah, right. Just in that moment. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, we're ready to rock and roll here. Yeah. Um, so we are in the middle uh, of a uh, series of podcasts uh, that allow people to experience the true abundance of Christ uh, and 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 um, and the richness that mm-hmm. uh, the life that He has for us. In the first podcast of the series, I think it was podcast three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we that was called um, "What We Tell Ourselves About Abundance." Mm-hmm. We introduced the formula and a principle. Uh, and and if people can master these two things, they can essentially unlock uh, the richness of God. Right. The formula was pretty simple. It was forgiveness precedes freedom, which precedes abundance, which precedes riches. And the principle uh, allows us to actually access each step, grow in the step, and master it. Um, And we found that in the Matthew principle. Mm -hmm. So the Matthew principle helps you to move very rapidly through each of the steps of the formula. It's a way to access the the beginning of the step. And then really go through to mastery. And that's yep. what the Matthew principle allows us to do. And, it, and if you're really interested in the Matthew principle, you can mm-hmm. certainly go back and listen to the last podcast. Uh, it's, uh, I think it does a phenomenal job yeah. of covering that topic. And each week we've, uh, we've had a little bit of homework to do. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everyone listening uh, has done their homework. Yeah. If you have not, uh, or this is a new episode for you, mm-hmm. I highly recommend you go back to episode three mm-hmm. and really start there because it has been a powerful progression. Yeah. We've, we've just had... A lot of great comments. I just saw another YouTube comment come in that was mm. highly complimentary of the of the uh, of the of the uh, series. Just really excited about that. Oh, that's, so that's great. So I would definitely go back to episode three and start. Uh, but you could certainly listen here if you wanted to, and then yeah. decide whether it's worth it to go back to episode three. That's perfectly fine. But I yeah. will tell you, we are in the middle of it. It's yeah. about to get really deep. Last mm-hmm. last week, we mastered the first step in that formula, which is forgiveness. And while this is certainly the most significant step, mm-hmm. it is also the one of the easier steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only requires an earnest heart uh, and that you accept the forgiveness that Jesus Christ offers freely. Mm-hmm. So Jesus sort of did all the heavy lifting on yep. this one. Uh, and if you will accept that, you're, you have taken care of the very first step. But uh, according to the Matthew principle, that's really the, your first seed of knowledge that's going to allow you to really start to grow. Uh, but this week, is uh, it's going to be a bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can get through it, uh, we get to start talking about abundance next week, uh, which is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, and when I say that this week's going to be tougher, what I mean, it's going to be more convicting. I don't mean, hopefully the sound quality is good. It won't be harder to listen to. Oh, right. Uh, but it will definitely be more convicting because mm-hmm. uh, we're going to ask you to consider things that are tough. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe things that uh, you haven't dealt with in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the key to accepting the freedom that automatically comes with forgiveness, the freedom that automatically comes with forgiveness. Remember, it's freedom proceed, or rather, forgiveness precedes freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you are saved, uh, rather, um, <clears throat> the the key to accepting freedom that automatically comes with forgiveness is 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 what we're going to deal with mm-hmm. today. Yep. Right. Because while you're saved and Christ has provided you, provided you this forgiveness for free, most people continue to live in prison of their own making. Yes. 
Jesus has literally showed up in the forgiveness step. He's literally showed up. He's unlocked your cell. He's unlocked your cell. That door is open. Mm-hmm. Yet we stay there yep. a slave. Yep. Right? We literally stay in that cell on our own a slave mm-hmm. because we have not yet forgiven ourselves. Jesus has forgiven us, mm-hmm. or we have someone else we haven't forgiven. Right? Or a combination thereof. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. We lived with self-imposed labels, mm-hmm. things we've told ourselves. I'm a loser. I'm a molester. Mm-hmm. I'm a abuser. Mm-hmm. I'm an angry man. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. All these things. I'm addicted. Mm-hmm. All of these labels. We're still living with those labels, even yep. though Jesus has come in and forgiven us. Yep. And these labels and that lack of forgiveness is what prevents us from walking out of ourselves mm-hmm. and into freedom because the mm-hmm. door is unlocked. Yep. Jesus unlocked the door with freedom. So today we're going to actually go uh, and give people the tools. And again, this is going to be a tough one, but they're going to, we're going to give people the tools to accept the freedom uh, and move their heart into the abundant space God wants them to be, because that's the next step in the mm-hmm. formula. And when you were talking about this, I just kept coming back to like, how arrogant is it for me to say, I can't forgive myself, but the creator of the universe has already forgiven me for it. Mm-hmm. It sounds pretty arrogant to me. Yeah, that's right. So I think you're going to sort of start to break this one down and mm-hmm. uh, and get into the middle of it. Yeah. So when we talk about forgiveness. We're talking about healing. So interpersonal healing. That's going to be healing to myself and then healing myself to others. So mm-hmm. in an interpersonal relationship. And when we maybe get curious about how does that even work, well, God's already given us that gift, that forgiveness, and he's also shown us like literally handwritten instructions on how to do that, how to repair. That's just modeling how Jesus did it. Mm. So we'll do it our way. God will inform us, but he's already shown us the path. We just follow him. Okay. So we've already got that opportunity. We can just engage in it now, just like the flywheel, just start pushing into that a bit. But when we think about forgiveness and then into freedom, what's interesting is if we just use the analogy of you you get hurt in an accident, uh, you're riding your bike and a car hits you. Mm-hmm. You break a leg, break your know, shoulder, who knows what, scrapes, cut up. You don't have to consciously think about your humerus or your femur healing itself. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to think about all the bone marrow and all that. Your just body, does it. Your body does, does it. it. God's yeah. created this process for your body to heal itself. Mm-hmm. But when you're hurt with maybe somebody's words or actions and you have a hard time forgiving somebody, that healing, the interpersonal healing, that's going to require a conscious thought. We're, we're going to have to focus into this. So we're going to, have to use our mind, our focus, and we're going to approach healing through thought. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to press into that. It doesn't just happen. We can't right. wait around for it. Yeah. Okay. So it's it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. So so what you're saying is there there is a need to take a proactive step there. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Time's not going to heal it. They do say they do say time heals all wounds. Right. I think they are talking about those physical wounds, though. Right? Because given enough time, your body will do its best, mm-hmm. and maybe you're going to call on an expert, right, to help your body heal. Right. Now we could be talking about all those big things, cancer, orthopedic stuff, neurological stuff, but maybe you seek a professional help, like this this healer. Mm-hmm. It'll get your body there. But when we talk about forgiveness as that barrier to freedom. To get into freedom, now we need to focus mind. And I would also say, uh, take a it takes a little bit of courage to get into this process because we're going to bump into some pretty big emotions pretty quick. As you try to forgive. You try to forgive. Mm. 
helping her to move past that and not just letting time heal all, all wounds. That, that doesn't, in my life, that hasn't worked. Right. It, it's still there. And if I think back on it, mm, it doesn't, it's still possible. It's still there. So when I think about forgiveness, I think about forgiving others. Mm. All right. So that's a little existential. That's a little bit in my head. I'm going to forgive others. Okay, I, I can forgive. It's easy to say. Oh, sure. Yeah. Others. Yeah. I like those others. I'm, yeah, I forgive them. I They're forgive good to go. Right. Sure, yeah. But what I want you to do right now, I want you to just take a second and just think about that person. Like a, a specific person. It has a name. There was an event. This is really tender for some people. So to approach it cautiously if that's the case. But I want you to just get somebody in your mind that you need to forgive. Just sit with that just for a second. So if if you have somebody, Dustin, uh, that you know you need to forgive. Mm-hmm. I've gone through this process. Um, I was separated from uh, someone in my family, uh, someone extremely close to me. And uh, we didn't speak to each other for five years. Okay. And it was, um, uh, and what was funny is time, you're absolutely right, it did not heal that wound. Mm-mm. It did not heal that wound. And it took, uh, it took a, I remember we met again at a coffee house uh, for the first time after five years. And I got to tell you, walking into that coffee house Mm. took probably more courage uh, Mm. than I've had to spend. And since I can remember Mm -hmm. Uh, now my life is incredibly full uh, since that time. Okay. Just an incredibly, that was sort of, and, and every time I went to church, I always had a, I got I to gotta solve this problem. Mm-hmm. I, I can't sit here and be in this pew mm-hmm. and not have addressed this issue. And I, I, I think God literally worked on me for those many years. Right. Uh, but it did take, a, it took a lot of courage. And I was really surprised how, um, you know, if you were to ask me, who do I need to forgive? Mm-hmm. You, you, it's not hard to, <laughs> you can act like you don't know. Yeah, but you know. But you totally know. You know. You totally know. And yeah. I totally knew. And every time a preacher would approach this subject, convicted yep convicted forgiveness i would argue is one of the the most powerful emotional experiences that someone's going to wrestle with Mm -hmm. and the outcome as you've already described going into that coffee shop what your mind was telling you what you were feeling and if somebody like right before you opened that door said hey after you do this like it's going to be amazing oh it was Right, but if somebody came in right before that and told you that, I mean, here I am sitting in church where you're supposed to forgiveness and freedom is what what we've been talking about, mm-hmm. and I wasn't free. Every time I walked in the church, I was not free. Mm-hmm. I was convicted, yep. and uh, a lot of people don't go to church because they feel that conviction, mm-hmm. and I get that because mm-hmm. boy, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, boy, it's uncomfortable. But uh, you'll get into I think mm-hmm. what that feeling means. Yep. But but mm-hmm. yeah. So if you have a person in your mind, and if you're listening to this, just. Take that second. I just want you to sit in that emotion. Just mm. just recognize what that is. Recognize where it is in your body. Just get familiar with that feeling. Mm-hmm. Then what are you thinking about? Like what's that thought process that you're having as you feel that emotion? Like there's mm-hmm. two different things, right? We can think about it and we can feel about it. Yeah. So once you have that person in your mind, uh, then let's just get curious for a second. A very common response when we think about forgiving or feel about forgiving is to get angry. Okay. It's a very common thing. When we think about forgiving others, we usually correlate that you have a real hard time forgiving when you get angry. Mm. We like to say low teachability. Right. You're just not ready to receive 
the it, what's obvious, obvious true knowledge, right? Like mm-hmm. it, you're. I think someone said once, uh, uh, the anger hurts the the angry more than it hurts the person you're angry mm-hmm. at, or something along mm-hmm. those lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just gonna, and that's knowledge, right? That's truth. Mm-hmm. And if I told it to you, right, you're just not in a place where you're ready to hear mm-hmm. what is what is true. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So when you bump into, I get real angry when I think about forgiving that person. <clears throat> you're going to feel this emotion of anger, but I'd also strongly suspect that you have this other set of emotions. Uh, aggression shows up here, mm-hmm. and then vengeance to that person. Mm. It's a very common thing when you get angry. You want something to happen to that person. You don't want to forgive them. Well, you, want to, you want them to pay their debt that they owe you, obviously yeah. owe you, right? Yep. Yeah. And that's a, that's a very common thing. Uh, so I just want to normalize that. Mm-hmm. That cycle it's understandable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way, but it's understandable. Now, there's another side to this whole thing. When you think about forgiving that person, you can also experience a sense of fear, an emotion of fear. Sure. And sometimes that's masked as anxiety or mm-hmm. nervousness. Mm-hmm. So when you feel angry, you have a thought of vengeance and you feel aggressive towards that person. Mm-hmm. You get really mad about it. Sure. But when you get fearful, when that thing is fearful, you want to avoid it. Right. Because anxiety is avoiding. You don't want to confront. Sure. You don't want to go to that coffee shop door and open it and walk in. Right. There's there's a mix there. So if you have that <clears throat> anxiety piece as your main response when you think about forgiving, uh, usually you have this perception. You're thinking about that event that happened to you. Mm. And when you think about that, you feel and you have a perception that somebody hurt you. Mm-hmm. They didn't just uh, maybe get aggressive towards you and try to attack you. Right. They hurt you. Yeah, it's almost like you 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 make up this whole narrative in your mind. And what's funny about narratives that you make up in your mind, you're the center of that narrative. Mm-hmm. Right? And all the things that that person ever did uh, or ever said to you or ever did not say to you, right. uh, the events they did or didn't appear at, um, it's all, it's all, and you start to weave this story where it's all a, uh, it's all a coordinated effort mm-hmm. to get you right mm-hmm. to like, you know, they, they're, they're general Patton over there and they've just, oh, yeah. they found all your weak spots and by God, they're going after them big time. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think, I think sort of what you're saying there is that that's just not, that's often not the case. Yep. They have their own stuff they're dealing with. But you start to build this narrative, and and you and you're angry, and and you're you're like, but because I mean, think about that. If someone devised a plan to hit your family's every weak spot, I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to come in and destroy your family. That's their that's their goal. Mm-hmm. And you and you saw their maniacal way, if you will, mm-hmm. of of finding everything and poking at your yeah. soft underbelly, right? You're you're that that you're going to hate that person absolutely right and the more you tell yourself that narrative the more you see little things it's I, I like to say it's the Where's Waldo syndrome mm. I don't know if you ever played Where's Waldo oh, I, was, yeah. I was horrible at it <laughs> but even though I was very bad at it once I found Waldo mm-hmm. you couldn't do the book twice because right. you knew where Waldo was mm-hmm. and so you start to see Waldo where you want to you start to see him and mm-hmm. I call it the Where's Waldo syndrome because once you see that someone is after you, mm-hmm. you see that they're after you more and more mm-hmm. and more, even though that's not necessarily there. But you start to weave this narrative. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're going to be angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a big part for me, um, 
was just getting to a place where I unpacked all that and realized so much of that narrative was false. Mm -hmm. And I had to get through it even Mm -hmm. before I could walk through the Mm -hmm. door. Absolutely. And I think as you talked about unpacking it, when you think about uh, either responding in anger or you're, you have anxiety about this idea of forgiveness, either way, or the combination of, of those two feelings, that's also supported in the narrative that you build or that perception that you create usually has a lot to do with what you've consumed from that horizontal connection we've talked about, who you're listening to. Sure. Yeah. You know, what's funny is... Right. Uh, if you uh, if you ever uh, break up with a girlfriend or you're ever on the rocks with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. the war the man almost the what last thing you want to do is talking to her, her friends because right. they're all going to tell her what a horrible person you are, right? <laughs> yep. uh, as they should. Uh, yep. But you know, I think so so much of what's going on in our nation right now right. is we're constructing that uh, you know that story about the other, mm-hmm. and we're becoming angry and anxious, uh, and, and in some ways we're not forgiving a group of people we haven't even met yet uh, because we're listening to, and it's building this narrative Mm -hmm. that we are just, we're just hanging on to it. And so we, it's sort of weird. You can, you can actually uh, not forgive someone that doesn't even exist, right? You can harbor that anger. Yep. So you have this, this noise that you're consuming that justifies why, why, what they did to you is so harmful, so oppressive, so, so mean, whatever that is, and you you really despise them, you hate mm-hmm. them, and I mean, there's also big stories here, right? There's uh, there's rape, there mm-hmm. is just things that we have a hard time even speaking about because it hits so hard, yeah, right. So we're not minimizing any mm-hmm. of this; we're just calling it what it is. Mm-hmm. But what's really unfortunate about the outcome of that? There's usually two things that accompany this. The first is. We have a tendency, maybe it's out of protection and default, but we have a tendency to make the other person the bad person, which then the presupposition is that I'm the good person. Mm-hmm. I don't have any responsibility in what happened. Sure. And maybe no, absolutely. Yeah, maybe there's a thing where that doesn't apply. All right, this is not for everybody. But that's a thing. But also the outcome then is you end up building yourself into a prison. Mm-hmm. Even I, though the I, door's open. I mean, you, th- there was two comments that were so close together. I just want to make sure that there's some clarity there. I don't think you're saying that, uh, obviously, if, if someone is raped, um, I think sometimes the emotion is the exact opposite. They tend to uh, think they led a person on or they created right. an environment where mm-hmm. that was possible. Mm-hmm. So, And it was their fault. That's right. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think it's sort of interesting. That, that pendulum can actually swing both ways. Yep. Uh, I think this is true of people in abuse, abusive rate or relationships mm-hmm. as well. They can find themselves in a place where uh, they have not created the vision where they're the the good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've created the vision where they're actually the bad guy. When in reality, they they but but either way, I think what's interesting there, and I think what you're really calling out is is that it's there's culpability on both sides mm-hmm. either way, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it not or, and again, I keep getting that so close but, to the rape comment. I just yep. don't I don't want to because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think that's a very dangerous place mm-hmm. to be. But I will say this. I will say this, uh, that uh, you should be aware of your own emotions about things mm-hmm. and, and be honest with yourself about them. And I think mm-hmm. that's the real story here is yep. just getting saying, I'm having this emotion. Is this an honest emotion? Ask questions. Get curious about where that emotion's coming yep. from, mm-hmm. right, yep. A- in all cases. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So – However we get there, mm-hmm. for whatever mechanism, whatever story, whatever narrative, we end up in that 
that same old prison we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And in this case here, we're talking about you just become a person who can't forgive. Mm. I'm a kind of guy who can't forgive. And I wrote something down here because I thought it was I thought it was pretty it kind of hit me as you as you were going through that. You know, if you've if you've gone through the forgiveness or forgiveness phase, you've accepted uh, Jesus Christ into your heart. The one thing we know about Jesus is real jealous. Uh, he's real jealous. Uh, he wants to be the number one thing in your heart. Mm-hmm. And if there's something you can't let go of, mm-hmm. anger, hate, uh, resentment, mm-hmm. then there is something in your heart that is bigger than Jesus. Right. And that's going to be a problem for you because you've made Jesus smaller than your anger. And mm-hmm. I don't, it's very difficult to imagine a God of the universe that could forgive me if he's smaller than my anger. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. So I think that's, I think that's sort of an, a, an interesting way to think about this anger. Mm-hmm. Is it bigger than your Jesus in your mm-hmm. heart, which is, which is problematic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thinking about forgiveness and if, if you're just wondering, you know, am I the kind of guy who could forgive? Like, how am I forgiving right now? Like, what's my what's my tendency? Mm-hmm. Like, what's my default state? Um, we're going to post this trait forgiveness scale down here in our podcast, so mm-hmm. you can take this scale. But this scale assesses and gives you some feedback on how are you doing in forgiving. Mm-hmm. So you get to kind of get your hands on it a little. Yeah, bit. I took that scale. Yeah, yeah. I well, don't. How'd you? How'd you come I'm, out? I'm always deeply worried about what those things mean. I'll keep that to myself. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So the the outcome of your forgiveness scale gives you this insight. What am I doing right now? Mm-hmm. Like, how is it that I respond in in this idea of forgiveness? So if we just take a second on the forgiveness scale, and then we go into Matthew, Matthew 6, 12. And Dustin, I'd actually like you to read that verse uh, because uh, something that we talked about earlier, yeah. Uh, where is the emphasis? Yeah, in this verse. Yeah, so I think we've heard this before. Uh, Forgive us our sins, as we are here forgiven those who sin against mm-hmm. us. And I think this, uh, I think this often reads as though a request to forgive for God to forgive us. I think the emphasis, though, in this particular verse is is I think it's more interesting if it's placed in a, in a different place. And that is if it, the emphasis is placed at the end, which is as we have forgiven those who sin against us, mm-hmm. that that's really what this verse is about. It's about sort of recognizing your forgiveness, forgive us. So I'm saying, okay, God, you forgive. In, in reality, this you have forgiven us, right? But have I forgiven others as you have forgiven me? Mm-hmm. So you can sort of turn this around. And I think when it's turned around, it's it's much more interesting Primarily because if you've asked God's forgiveness, you're good. He forgave yep. you. You're, you're solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no sin you're going to do tomorrow that's going to surprise the mm-hmm. guy. Like, he's like, oh, my God, I, wow, forget right. it. It's off. Yep. I had no idea you were going to mm-hmm. do that. So this idea of forgive us, I think, is 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 sort of interesting because he, you are forgiven. So there's almost uh, – the reason why you ask almost is a way to remind yourself that you should stay in a forgiving state. And if you listen to last week's podcast mm-hmm. and we talked about – the power consolidation. So we have here, forgive us our sins. We're, we're calling out, we acknowledge that there is power, there's authority. It's already done. There it is. Mm-hmm. And there's the power. And then that power is then distributed back out to us right. so that we can now have the power to forgive others, which places God above 
our anger. Mm-hmm. The power is where it is. Yeah. Now we can draw from it. That's right. Okay. So if we take that theological perspective, when we approach forgiveness through prayer, what we're saying then is that we're able to shift our focus. So that mental process, mm-hmm. we're shifting that intentionally away from getting forgiveness from the sides, mm-hmm. from what we're consuming left and right, from this person, that book, whatever that is. We can shift that away from there. And now we can go to where the power sits. So we can align our heart and our mind to the one true source of power that can give us that power, like we saw in Matthew six twelve. I think what's sort of fun about that is um, I know that whenever you um, – and we talked about this, I think, in maybe podcast uh, number two, episode two, which is there's this us-them. And in some ways, people don't bring forgiveness in prayer uh, primarily because the anger – defines them. Mm -hmm. The us, them defines them. Mm -hmm. Well, at least I'm not like those people who I dislike. Mm -hmm. At least I don't treat my children like my father treated me, Mm -hmm. right? At least I'm not, uh, I'm more of a giver than my father was, Mm -hmm. or, you know, I, you know, I work hard to make our church not like that other place. And Mm so, so they actually have created this, this anger, this lack of forgiveness, this prison Mm-hmm. is their yep. identity. Right. And what you find is these folks do not take this to prayer because secretly you sort of don't want to let it go. Because if you let go of your this piece of your identity, uh, there's there's a great verse that says, uh, you know, take up your cross and follow mm-hmm. me, right? Uh, and and, and there's, there's a little bit in there about what you have to give up to follow Christ, mm-hmm. and it's everything. And, uh, you know, today in society, I think the thing that if I could point to it and say, well, that's that's where you lose everything Mm -hmm. is Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. because in Alzheimer's, you lose your identity, Mm, right? You lose who you were or who you are. It goes away. Mm -hmm. What a horrible thing to lose now. But but what's interesting, Christ offers something different. He offers a new identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. So these identities that we've created that prevent us from taking our for, our forgiveness request, God help me forgive this person, right. to God in the first place, is because we're hanging on an identity that's already been replaced in your salvation. So if you will understand that you were forgiven, you swapped your identity in that moment that you did the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. It is no You're no longer who you thought you were. Right. Now you're this new creation in Christ. And all I'm saying is that what we find is people stay in this dank, dark, nasty, stinky cell that's been right. unlocked yep. because they don't know who that identity is. They're not ready to live without this anger. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Here's what a challenge. I think you're gonna. I think we'll talk about this a little bit. Yep. More. But here's here's my challenge. And I, and again, you're gonna do it in a much better way. I think probably later. But here's my challenge: is stop that, recognize mm-hmm. that for what it is, mm-hmm. and and you just take it to Christ. Take it to Christ. Yep. And if you can't take it to Christ, I think I think I think yeah, I think you need to ask, start asking questions. Right. I love that. Get curious. Get curious. Right. You need to figure out where that's coming from, mm-hmm. and 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 get get to the root of it. Yep. That's that little switch of mindset, right? You bump into resistance that's keeping you through this process, keeping mm-hmm. you stuck. You said something last podcast that I really liked, which is resistance is not an indication of you're broken. Right. Resistance is of an indication of a, a, an opportunity yes. to make a change. Yes. Right. So, so you can run from that resistance, or you can run directly into that mm-hmm. resistance with God uh, in your uh, holding your hand. Yep. And I think if you'll do that, if you say, "Oh, I'll, 
that's like a little secret into like uh, people. So many people don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. If you find resistance, that's what to do next. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be a question, and it becomes really powerful and exciting. So again, it's like Satan gives you that little twist on a common statement. Resistance mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Oh, that's painful. You should quit. Go no, God, way. no. You should run right through it. Yep. Run yep. right through because you have the power, literally, of the universe ready to go with you. You know, I think so many. It's, uh, this, this is going to be a little, a little weird, but um, there. I used to. I love to watch airplane uh, uh, where they tell the story of an airplane disaster. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, and uh, there's all these pilots who have literally flown planes barely out of the sky with like missing wings and no hydraulics and all this kind of stuff, and and they almost died. But they land the plane, and they come up to the pilot, and they say, "What?" You go, are you going to fly anymore? He goes, well, yeah, I'm totally going to fly. And they go, why would you want to do that? He goes, because now I know the kind of man I am. Mm. Now I know. Now I know. Because you never know Mm -hmm. until you push through the pain, Mm -hmm. until you push through the resistance. You never know what kind of person you truly are until you run headlong into what what is causing you pain and what Mm -hmm. is causing you resistance, Mm -hmm. what is causing you fear. Mm -hmm. Now that these pilots had experienced almost falling out of the sky in a giant ball of flames, Mm -hmm. they know they're not a kind of guy who's going to – they're not the guy who will shy away from that. They know they're the guy who will stay calm and get through it. And I love what you're saying there because resistance is not a sign to turn around. Right. It is a time. It is a sign to figure out what kind of person you are and run through it. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me, as you talked about going into the door into the coffee shop to do that that thing that was that took some time to get. Freedom ready. was on the other side of that door. Yep, and just freedom was push. on the other side of that door. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, we have an amazing relationship today. That's awesome. Just amazing. Uh, uh, that person is a lot of reason why I'm sitting here tonight. Mm. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I'll be excited to hear more of that story later. Yeah, I think it'll come. Yeah. Uh, when we think about forgiveness, uh, we talked about emotions and thoughts that bubble right up, especially mm-hmm. when we can think about the individual person. But I also want to address when you think of forgiveness, uh, there's a lot of lies that show up here, a lot of perceptions that show up about forgiveness. Yeah, because if you can buy into those, then I can keep you from actually doing it for real. Yeah. And the father of lies, he loves this stuff. Satan's got a nice stuff. little list here. And oh, it's, yeah. It's not a big list. No, it never has to be. It's not a complicated list. A lot of people are looking for an excuse, so this is this will serve quite nicely. Yep. So excuses, since you said that. So when I think of forgiving, I'll use the excuse, what happened to me? It's not a big deal. Oh, my God. Wow. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Wow. That wasn't so bad. When he took all of my money again. Right. I mean, really, it's just money. Yeah. Not a big deal. When he hit my kid again. It's not. It's going to be okay. It wasn't that big of a deal. So I'm just using some examples here. You've got something that maybe relates more to your life. Mm-hmm. But what's really dangerous here is that excusing away then becomes a, a habit. It was mm-hmm. a small thing that you started doing, and the habit became routine, and it became part of your identity. Mm-hmm. So here we are right back to identity again. Mm-hmm. But it was just a routine. It's just a habit now. So I just want to empower you with a couple of really simple things to do in this little area. So for but before you yeah, before okay. you give the answer, um, you know, you gave some really big things there, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, those are big. Mm-hmm. But I think this also speaks to the death by a thousand cuts, mm. right? It's the person who is consistently sort of rude to you, and you're just you're just you're mm. telling yourself a little narrative about that person. Right. You've met them 10, 15 times now. 
They were, they were rude. They were quick with you. They didn't give you the respect you thought you deserved, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And now you've told yourself a story. And now whenever you see that person, a little bit of hate, a yep. little bit of hate's living right here in the heart. A little bit, and you, and you can you, feel it right in the top. And of when your he comes by, you kind of take it out and you play with it. You know, you feel that hate. You live in that emotion for mm-hmm. a moment. You put it back later until you see the guy again. But that I think that's a lot. Also, what is is, is you're talking about here, mm-hmm. right? It it is those little death by tiny cuts. And I, I so I like what you're about to mm-hmm. get to. So so go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, man. no, that's perfect because yeah. you've you've been able to take. Um, these little things and put it into a very common context at the home, at the office, driving around, those kinds of things. Driving around. Don't <laughs> tell Luke. He loves people going like 30 in the HOV lane. I've, he is a Christian man. He is a man after Christ's yep. own heart, but I have never seen a guy just lose his crap. Someone doing 35 to him, that person in front of him has devised a plan to ruin his entire day. Right. It's just cracks me up. Anyways, Go ahead. Go, go ahead. I appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's go back to the flywheel. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're not familiar with that, go back to the last podcast yep. to learn about that. Forgiveness simply requires sustained effort daily in small amounts. Mm. So you don't have to bite it off in one big giant. Right. You don't have. So if the thought of going to that person that you're thinking about, and this is a really big problem for you mm-hmm. to forgive. Okay. Hold. Mm-hmm. You can find plenty of opportunities to look for small opportunities mm-hmm. and then just start working the process. You mean uh, opportunities in other areas of your and life? other areas of your life. So maybe things. just stop, forgive that guy who cut you off in traffic. Yeah. Maybe just start there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you're in line to order something mm-hmm. and somebody gets in front of you. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the line cutter guy. Right. So this is the Matthew principle all over yep. again, which is to say, uh, let's, 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 let's put forgiveness in the Matthew principle, okay? Mm-hmm. So those who have forgiveness will have more and have it more abundantly, and yep. those who have not will have it taken even more from them. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's as, as big as it sounds. That's crazy. You yeah. just sit in that emotion for a second. Mm-hmm. Then you think about, I could, I could literally forgive this small, what seems like a trivial, meaningless thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to order... And that person turned away to have a quick conversation with their coworker, and they left me standing there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I forget that person. Yeah, right. That's not about me. Yep. Right. That's about something else, and I'm reading it that way. And then whenever you start to do that in small doses, mm-hmm. then you can, through the Matthew principle, which we already mentioned yep. in the last episode, mm-hmm. is an immutable law of the universe. Yep. Through that principle, mm-hmm. you can work your way up to forgiving some real atrocities. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so you just start in small and it's just a small change of how you think about it. Just that opportunity to change your mind. So another lie that we are told quite often is to deny or I'm going to use the phrase passively accept. So, uh, if we did the, uh, we're told, we're told to deny or passively. Okay. I got it. Yeah. We're informed to say, I'm not, you know what? I'm just not going to deal with it. I'm just going to accept what happened to me. And I'm going to choose. Hey, just shrug that off. Just yeah. shrug that off. Yeah. Don't, don't let that guy get to you. Yeah. Don't go talk to that person yeah. because of what they did. Yeah. Small things, right? But when we intentionally choose not to, just go and confront. Just go deal with it. Go let somebody know, hey, you crossed my boundary. Mm. Like what you did was was not right. I, it's not okay with me. 
I'm going to choose to not go to that person, or I'm not. I'm going to choose to just simply ignore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way your phrasing of just shrug it off, whatever, just let it go. Mm-hmm. If you just keep letting it go, that little well, first of all, you're not anger you're not letting it go. You're just going to pack it. That's the problem. Yep. I think if you truly could let it go, mm-hmm. right? If you could try to take a Christ pr- perspective on mm-hmm. things and see that people, it's not about you, right? It's coming from a different place. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think what you're really talking to or talking about is people who, who actually don't let it go. Right. They're hanging on mm-hmm. to it, right? They're going to stuff it down. That's right. They'll think cognitively that, I'm le- that I've let it go. Yeah, I've yeah. let it go. But, yeah. but, but you haven't. All you've done is just shortened the fuse mm-hmm. to the ticking time bomb. Yeah, you could let it go or you could, or you could stuff it into a tiny little bottle deep down in your soul and just stuff more in there. That's, that's, that, that's just as good as, right. as forgetting, yeah. forgiving in the first place, that's right? That's a wonderful life. Stuff it down in there. Yep. So fear and avoidance in that area, if that's the kind of person that, that you have been, mm-hmm. if that's your routine, just have it, usually fear and avoidance runs your life. Mm. So anxiety is the emotion and the energy that you feel when you're just going to let it go. You're just going to shrug it off. This is when the Matthew principle works against you. Yep. You've done small things, uh, and now those are things are becoming more and more a big thing in your life mm-hmm. where, you, where you avoid. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Yep, it's just the other side of it. So we're just going to start with standing up for the small things. So if there's an opportunity for you to just not just try to shrug it off and just stuff it, but just experience the process, just go through and approach forgiveness, just be in that moment and approach mm-hmm. and not just try to avoid and shut it, shove it down into that little bottle. So this is a little off script, but I'm just going to ask a question here because you, you brought up, uh, you brought up the, the person at the, at the uh, fast food counter mm-hmm. turns around, right? Mm-hmm. Walks yeah. away from yeah. you. I mean, is your suggestion that we go up to that person and go, hey, you, you didn't pay attention to me, and I want to let you know that really hurt my feelings? Mm. Is that is that what you're saying, okay. dude? Nope. So in that moment, you're going to tell yourself a quick story. Okay. And you're going to associate what your perception of that person who just turned away to talk to their coworker. You're going to tell yourself a quick story, which is something like the person is ignoring me. They're being rude to me. They don't like me. Mm-hmm. They don't like my green sweatshirt. Sure. So you're going to identify, which is not true. It looks fabulous on you. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's that's the uh, that's the the cognitive appropriate <laughs> response. Right. But you're going to when you choose to avoid and, and you have anxiety about it, you're you're going to tell yourself they did that because. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to fill in a blank. Mm-hmm. So oh, they're ignoring me. Everybody ignores me. Yeah. I'm a kind of guy who everybody ignores because I'm not worth anything. Right. I'm just this schmuck. I probably shouldn't even be in this line. Right. So you're going to quickly go down a routine narrative. Sure. So the the thing that we're talking about here is- confronting is, that narrative? Yep. Okay. So that makes a lot yourself. more sense to yep. me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So what you're- Because well, all of this ends up being just the story we're telling ourselves as we sit in that prison with the door open. Right. I right. don't deserve to be outside this wall. Yep. So we there's a there's a whole bunch of other things, but I've just got a highlight of stuff here. But everything always comes back to we have this perception and we have this old story from our old self, which is gone. Again, I cannot stress this enough. You are yes. a new creation in Christ, uh, and that story is dead if you would stop resurrecting it. But instead, you get your shovel, you dig up the story, you play with it again because you have not accepted that your identity has totally changed. Mm-hmm. 
Precisely. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. And you know, self, which is why you're not free. Right. That's the, that's the whole jail cell lack of freedom. And this is why um, I just want to pause here in a moment, mm-hmm. because I honestly believe that there are I don't, I don't believe I know for a fact that there are a number of people who have a very legalistic relationship mm. with Christ. We talk about the Holy Spirit. We talk about having a, a close relationship with Christ, and they have no clue what you're talking about. Right. They know logically that they're forgiven, that mm-hmm. that they get the whole, they get it all, right? Mm-hmm. But they have no emotional or relationship with right. that because nothing in their life actually, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So good, they're going to heaven, but they're still miserable. Yep. And I got to tell you, they are missing the majority of what Christ has to offer. See, Christ, Jesus says, the kingdom is here. And so you're supposed to live and feel free. And this, we're getting abundance right. next yeah. week, right? Yeah. That's why this is so important. So important because it, it hits. Oh, my God. You cannot feel that freedom yeah. and abundance if you are living in this place. Right. It's terrible. It's terrible where you have not given up this identity mm-hmm. that is dead and buried. It was buried the moment you said the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. But you continue to live in it on purpose. Right. And I just, I man, I anyways, I, I'll stop there. I, I, but I, but I, but but a lot of people who have this mechanical relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. it is because they haven't done the step yet. Yep. If you are a person out there, and I know, and I know for a fact, there are going to be people who listen to this. If you are a person out there and you are not experiencing an emotional relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. He is waiting outside the jail cell door for you to mm-hmm. walk on out. Yep. And you have not come yet. And it is because you have something, some story you're telling yourself, mm-hmm. some part of your identity that you have refused to reject. And that's what we're talking about right now is it's time. Now's yep. the time. So our formula is forgiveness first, freedom second. And we've already laid out a very clear statement that when you think about forgiveness, then we get curious about what the emotion is that you're feeling. So God gives us so easy tools. What's the resistance? It's an easy opportunity to get really curious. Mm-hmm. So you can already bump into, if you're just stuck in your head and you have not a, any a, a emotional connection to what we're talking about, the easiest way to get emotionally connected with Christ is just to think about forgiveness. Because mm. there's so much stuff that sits there because that little time bomb that you packed in down there, mm-hmm. it's ready to come out. Mm-hmm. So if if that barrier... And we talked about freedom from anger in our last podcast. Yeah. If that did. ready to come out. Most of the men we've worked with who have anger issues, yeah. they've got a bottle pack so tight, so tight. Yep. And, and it explodes in so many different ways. And they call themselves angry people, yeah. but they're not angry people. No. They just have, mm, they just packed it for there's, so long. There's, there's a, an event, there are events in their past that are really hard for them to forgive. And I'm not saying it's easy. Oh, me neither. That's right? why we said this is going to yep. be the toughest one yet. Yep. But if you can, and if you can get it. Right. Because you can just get curious when you know, you know this, when you think about forgiveness and you immediately go up into your head and you start giving yourself excuses, you just let it happen. Uh, another one here, self-blame. You're just going to accept responsibility for somebody else's actions. Mm-hmm. When you start telling yourself these stories, you know, you're immediately in your head. Mm-hmm. You're out of your emotions, so you're trying to avoid this idea of approaching forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's such a simple way to recognize where you're stuck at. Wow, yeah. So just you just feel what it is that you're that you're resisting, mm-hmm. and you get really curious about that, and you approach it. Yeah, wow. 
Yep. So I want to just it's a pretty simple a, formula. I kind of like that. It, you should write that down. There's a book in there somewhere. I'm certain of it. It it is when you can just simply become aware of it. Right. Interesting. You're aware of it. Um, I, I just want to go to one more item here. For uh, forgiveness does not mean that you are reconciling and have to have a continued relationship with somebody. Maybe you get there, mm. right? We're not saying that, but here's an, here's an interesting way to consider this. So reconciliation means we're going to make up and we're going to be friends again. So yeah. As we define that. So recon- reconciliation is not forgiveness then, right? Right. So wow. reconciliation requires forgiveness. Sure. Right. But forgiveness does not require reconciliation. Wow. So when we approach forgiveness first, we're just approaching forgiveness. That's what we're doing. Right. If that leads to reconciliation and a restoration of relationship, because we're in relationship with God so we can be in relationship with others. Yeah. But just you can forgive. It doesn't mean reconciliation, but it leads there as it needs to. Yeah. And I I know we're running a little long today, uh, but I've got to say one thing about that. And uh, we we actually had uh, some men in the men's group early on where this was a bit of a challenge that we had to undo. And that was forgiveness should expect no reciprocation. Right. And I think a lot of people use forgiveness as a tool to get forgiveness yes. mm-hmm. from someone else mm-hmm. or an apology or, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm being the bigger person here, be the bigger person, and I'm going to go forgive this person. And then they don't get that and they think something went horribly awry. Right. Well, yes, something did go horribly awry. You went to get with your forgiveness. And it's not about them. It's not about what they would say to you, what they would do to you, what they might, you know, they might say, oh, I'm so thank God, you know, and you might, you might build this beautiful picture in your head Mm -hmm. that you're going to go and you're going to have a conversation with someone and you're going to forgive them. It's not necessarily even true that you have to have a conversation, but if that's Mm -hmm. where you choose to go and you've built this beautiful picture in your head and it all goes sideways, um, that really should not affect your forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You should still be in that space. So if we just track that backwards, what you've just said is, if I choose to forgive, whether I just think it through, I approach the person, but if I'm doing it on a condition of getting right from the left and the right, that's right, horizontal, that means now I'm trying to take. I can only get from vertical, so then I can only give to the horizontal. That's right. That's that's so so much there, but I just really want to reemphasize that. Uh, that the power of true forgiveness comes from above, and it's for you then to dole out, dole, yep. dole, dole, yep. dole, dole, dole out. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My, yep. my grandfather's name is Doyle. <laughs> uh, it always messes me up. Dole out, right? So that is your that that is your mandate. Mm-hmm. Uh, to again, we talked about that in that scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we are forgive us as we forgive others. Yep. That's where the power for forgiveness comes from. It comes from above. So if you're going out there and you're thinking. You're going to get something from someone else in that whole process. Yep. You have royal. You're going to be. You're going to really hurt your progress. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a big one. Yeah. Very big. It's a big one. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of self help books. There's a lot of things out there. Uh, maybe in society, just from the uh, the psychology side. Uh, that would use the idea of forgiveness simply as a way to make you feel better. Oh yeah, feel yeah. Uh, yeah go. Just, 
do this yeah. so mm. you can have less of that bad feeling. Oh, yeah. So yeah. drink more alcohol so you can have less of the bad feeling. Do but a little forgiveness. There's no self-help book that says that, I don't think. No. Drink more alcohol. No, but it'll, the, the pattern is established, <laughs> right? Do a little forgiveness so yeah. you can feel better. Yeah. So it's give to get again. Yep. It's all give to get again. Yep. You just you did it again. Doom, 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 just recycle. So what I, I bring that up just to say that if you've attempted this approach minus first forgiveness from Christ— the yeah. sinner's prayer acknowledge that if it's just for you to get so you can feel better, mm-hmm. like I'm going to do that so I can get a little bit of the good feeling, right? And that we've just missed the entire boat. Yeah, you turn something that's beautiful into something very selfish. Yep. yep. So if we use forgiveness outside the this whole construct of the Christian worldview, so if I just do it as a goal to reduce my bad emotions so I can feel better, I didn't do anything about my resentment. I didn't do anything about my anger, my fear. It's all there. Mm-hmm. It's just more of the, uh, just keep it down a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Try to take the cream off the top, but the stuff is still down there. So if we approach it just from the, the thought process, not from the emotion, if we just do it from thought, the end point, we just end up in this cold place, just like in that prison. Sure. Nothing else is different. There's no emotional outcome. It's just always the same thing. And there's, most importantly, there's no profound freedom. Mm. You just feel a little better in the moment. It didn't work. Nope. Drugs, alcohol, porn, all those things can make you feel better in the moment. It still puts you down in that prison. Uh, you know, you said, you said that, and what immediately popped in my mind is this idea of imagine that, that emotion that you're carrying as a weight. Mm-hmm. You don't want to give it away and replace it with something, anything, even if it's a positive emotion from someone else. Mm-hmm. You don't want to give. You want it just to be gone. gone. Yep. You want it to be. You want to be free of it. Yep. And uh, and to get that weight off, that's where the real freedom comes mm-hmm. from. But if you're looking to replace it with a hug or a kiss or a smile, you you really just you're just swapping one rock for another. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So. I want to end this this area here just on the idea that if we try to keep our anger with us, what we're really saying is that we continue just to nail ourselves to this weakness. And by that, I mean, we keep living in our past. Mm. We keep we keep in that that area where what's happened to me is not fair. Mm-hmm. And I just keep recycling that narrative. So I'll end up staying in the past which then causes me to be really anxious, fearful, or even angry about the future because of a past storyline mm-hmm. that I've told them. We've unpacked a, a well, number Well, and you're of so us. busy back there, you're not, you're not creating a future. You're just winding up in it. Yep, and, it, and, and you're scared or you're fearful or angry or guarded about it. That's right. Yep. So if we just balance this out, all we're saying is that it's just a simple thing for us as people who believe in what Christ has done for us, is just to forgive others. But I want to just really emphasize, if we only do it in our mind, if we just think about it, you use the legalistic approach, Mm -hmm. if we're just using intellectual forgiveness, there there is no creation of energy, Mm. meaning nothing will change profoundly for you. Mm -hmm. You'll just be stuck in your head thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Nothing down below. So, if if that's the case, you can use that little uh, forgiveness scale just to kind of see where you're at, uh, talk to those who you have uh, trust with. But also, if you just skip over forgiveness, if you just don't even think about it or address it, 
nothing will change with your thought pattern. Mm -hmm. Nothing will change with what's down below. Wow. So just know that even if you're approaching the idea right now, but you're not ready, just know that when you approach the idea, at least something's happening. Right. Change your mind. Change the way you're feeling about it. Okay. Check in with you here. We've been digging into some pretty big stuff here. We have. And I'm just kind of curious. You know, we like to leave every 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 podcast with a little bit of homework. Mm -hmm. A little bit of something that someone can grab a hold of and start this journey. And I got to tell you, the forgiveness journey um, can be very quick or it can mm -hmm. be very slow. Those who tell you that it that that time is a function of forgiveness is lying to you. Yep. yep. I cannot stress this enough. They are flat out 100% lying to you. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is a function of your willingness to run into the pain and let go of it. Mm -hmm. That is the only thing it is a function of. Now, that may take some time. You may need to build up some courage to yep. get to that. And we mm -hmm. talked about what you could do there. You mm -hmm. could go out and begin to just forgive the little things, the little impasses in life, and start to build some momentum towards that larger thing that you need to forgive. Mm -hmm. Or you could just set yourself on fire and run headlong into yep. it and just go for it. Jesus Christ is going to be there with you either way. Mm -hmm. He's going to be right there alongside of you. And I tell you what, the number one thing you can do right now, and I, I got, I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you this one. There's two, two. I got, I got little two pieces of homework. Now see if you have any extras. But the number one thing I would do is is let's do let's do what you suggested, which is let's go ahead and let's start just forgiving the small impasses mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing I want you to do is I want you to take the big rock out. You know which one it is. Yep. And I want to see if you can take it to prayer. I want to see if you can take it to Christ. If you cannot take it to Christ, I understand. Mm -hmm. It's a tough thing to do. Yep. But get real curious and start asking your questions. Why can't I take this to my Lord and Savior? <clears throat> Why do I want to hang on to this? Why is this still in my life? Mm -hmm. Why haven't I taken it to God? How's my identity wrapped into that? What does this say about me? How do I define myself? Am I a response to this person's actions towards me? Is that the way I see my identity? Mm -hmm. You have got to be willing to let that go. And so just start exploring that. Now, many of you will come and you'll say, okay, I'm ready to take this to Christ. We'll do that in prayer. And I promise you, things will begin to change. But you got to be willing to let go of it. So two, two things, two things. One, definitely want you to go ahead and just pick small things in your life, small offenses, and drop it. Mm -hmm. I like the word offense. Yep. You're building offense. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, so stop taking offense, right? Uh, and just drop it. The next thing is to take that big rock. You know what it is. And see if you can take it to God. And if you can't, at, start to really explore why you cannot. Mm -hmm. Now, I got to tell you, a lot of people are going to be challenged with this, Martin. Yep. Um, I'm going to give them a little in, empowerment when we're done here. Okay. One of the things I also encourage you to do, if you're finding yourself in a space where you're really struggling, you mm -hmm. can certainly email uh, us at podcast at 1720.org. We'll be happy to mm -hmm. talk to you that way. Uh, we can also direct you to counselors mm -hmm. who can help you in this process. This is a tough one. Yep. It can be tough. Sometimes Absolutely. it's helpful to walk along with another person. Absolutely. That being said, and I want to make this very, very clear, if you want to, you can do it alone with Christ, or not alone, with Christ. Yes. You can do it. Christ is absolutely sufficient for this. Mm -hmm. And then I have only one other little piece of homework if you choose to do it. This is called bonus, bonus points. Bonus points. 
If you want to start understanding what emotions you're having, I cannot stress enough, and they are not sponsors of the podcast, but I'm a huge fan of a little app called the Headspace mm-hmm. app. It takes 15 minutes of a day. They are going to teach you to recognize your emotions and to allow them to pass. Yes. They are chemical responses in your body based off of history, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. who you are in Christ. And through practice, you can learn to let that stuff pass. Yep. So those are, those are the two and bonus material I got. Uh, what do you got, Martin? And we'll close this thing yep. out. So that <clears throat> mine is the bonus material as well. When you have the thought and the feeling of being really nervous and really uh, have a lot of anxiety about the idea of forgiveness, the anxiety piece, that just identifies your resistance so we can get really curious about that. But it's going to sound weird, but I'm going to invite you to welcome the anxiety. Mm, to run into it. You'll say, oh, anxiety. There you are. Welcome. Hey, thanks for waving me to you. Mm-hmm. Now I know where I'm going. That's right. So, oh, you just you just showed me where to, where to hit it hard. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Let's do this now. But just welcome the anxiety. Don't don't resist it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome it. No, no kidding. So no. It, it sounds weird. Replay that a few times. You feel the resistance, anxiety. Welcome it. Get excited because that's where you're going to go. That's where the freedom is. That's right there. Just on the other side of that hill. Yep. You just got to be willing to walk over it. Yep. And I tell you, if you walk over with Jesus, it's even a little bit easier. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so we have spent another hour together. I appreciate everybody hanging with us on this one. I Next week, I know we say this every podcast, but I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, next week we're going to dive into what I think is really the most exciting part of the formula. The formula of forgiveness proceeds freedom, which precedes abundance, which precedes the richness of God and what he has for you in your life. We are going to dive into abundance. It's awesome. Right? This is the mindset that God wants us to live in. When we understand what our creator wants for us and the biblical nature of the relationship between things and people, we're going to explore that relationship between things and people. We realize that we can literally have everything. Mm Mm-hmm. We will examine this paradoxical cloak. So I just said you can have everything. Mm-hmm. There's someone out there. Yep. Actually, there's a whole bunch of people out there <laughs> going, what do you mean? You mean if I just love Jesus, I can have a Learjet? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But let me let me, let me me give you this quote. I've lo- I love this quote. Yep. This is going to drive our whole next podcast. We're going to mm-hmm. explore what this really means. There's some phenomenal scripture that supports this quote. So much fun. It is to know God is to have everything, yet possess nothing. Mm. Think about what it means to possess something. That is mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Abraham had a son that was the fulfillment of a promise from God himself, yet he could take him to the altar, Mm -hmm. raise up that knife, Mm And God stopped him right there because he knew in Abraham's heart he was not going to possess that child, Mm -hmm. even though he had that child. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to live abundantly? It it lies within this quote, the Mm -hmm. mystery of this quote, which is the mystery of having everything but possessing nothing and what that can really mean Mm. to to your life. So Mm. we are... I'm telling you guys, you get a handle on this thing. You get a handle on what we're going to talk about next week. And 
again, we've been on this journey. And if you follow this journey, you follow this formula, you do the homework, you go deep, you get into it, it is going to transform your relationship with Christ. It's going to, it's going to bring Christ alive for you in a way that, quite frankly, for many mm-hmm. people, he may have been dead for a very long yep. time. But he is the living Christ, not a dead Christ, not a dead religion. Mm-hmm. He is a living religion. And we're going to, if you go through this process, you're going to finally come out the other side knowing what it's like to be with Christ every day. And it's just so powerful. I'm looking forward to it for you guys. Me too. I'm looking forward. I just enjoy doing it. I just retouching this content Mm. just, it fires me up. I January new year's resolution. I cannot even imagine a better time to be doing Mm. this stuff. So, so thankful for everybody's listening. Uh, Thanks for spending time with us. If you have not already subscribed to our podcast, uh, please do. Uh, that is, we'll make sure that this uh, content shows mm-hmm. up in your uh, iTunes or Google Play account every every week. And remember to leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Each positive review rises our rank and exposes this content to people who would not normally have it. And I cannot. It's almost sort of in a weird way, uh, a way to uh, witness. You, the more reviews we get, we mm-hmm. have people, you, someone who's looking at that going, okay, normal people are listening to this, <laughs> right? Yep. Uh, let me go give this a try. <clears throat> it's a great way to get this content mm-hmm. in the hands of people that may not have anyone who believes in Christ around them. Yep. So just go out and leave us a review. You can actually find our links to all of our social media pages, to the YouTube channel, to iTunes and Google Play at 1720.org forward slash podcast. This is the best way. That URL is the best way to share this content with mm-hmm. others because whether they're on an uh, iPhone or an Android device or whether they don't even have a cell phone and they just have access to YouTube or the web, they can go to that page and find out where we are. It is the best way to share our content. Finally, be sure to follow our page on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 1720.org, and the .org actually is in that URL. <laughs> uh, and subscribe to our newsletter at 1720.org. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with us. This is a powerful, powerful podcast. I cannot stress enough. There was a lot here. Mm -hmm. Please go back and listen to it. Freedom is the key to abundance. You have already been given this freedom. It is time for Christians everywhere to take it. Seize it. Satan himself has told you a lie. And it is time to reject the lie. It is time to get in touch with the identity Christ has Mm -hmm. already given you. Mm -hmm. Walk out of that jail cell. The door is unlocked and it's been unlocked for a long time. So thanks for listening. Really appreciate your time. Super excited to see you next week. You bet. Take care, Martin. Take care. Take care, Dustin. Bye-bye.